Welcome back to the Signs of the Southland podcast, presented by From the Rumble Seat. I am your host, Akshay Schwarin, and joining me today live for an election day special is Jake Grant, Cade Lawson, and Ethan Kreger. How is everyone doing? Doing fabulous. I'm feeling a bit damp. Wow. That's weird. <laughs> Don't just, make things weird. I just got out of the pool, man. Gotta, I'm, on, I'm a, a lark, a less athletic regular person. Yikes. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah, so it's election night. Uh, tensions are uh, political. I don't really know a better way to say that, but sports roll on. So, Jake, tell us about non-rev before I stop, start making really bad jokes about politics. Oh, dear God. Um, so, non-rev, uh, there, there's stuff happening. That's fun. Um, we got back into the swing of things with a couple exhibitions. Uh, we'll talk about basketball later but uh women's basketball uh they tipped off um actually if you uh follow georgia tech on facebook they post the uh press conferences live and uh michelle uh was on after uh, coach paul johnson today and uh i didn't get to the game on sunday myself um because of class and all that fun stuff but uh what she was saying and how the how the questions were going has me hype. Uh, they played really well. Um, I wouldn't write too much into it like the men's exhibition, but the women's basketball team, uh, led by a couple of excellent returners and a vaunted freshman signing class, which was uh, seventh in the country, uh, dismantled the exhibition competition, which was coastal Georgia. Uh, coastal Georgia, sorry. Uh, the Jackets led early and often, including when it mattered the most, the very end. Um, this is a team that could have very well had a shot at the NCAA tournament last year. Uh, going into conference play, it looked like they were all but a lock uh, for uh, for making that appearance. But uh, mm, Michelle said it best today, uh, this team and how they're playing, their scrappiness, their uh, offensive output uh, reminds her a lot of their Sweet 16 appearance a few years back, and uh, that's a good parallel to be drawing. Um, I know I'm talking a lot, so Ethan, if you have anything you want to add, you look like you're down the long. Um, but... Uh, I think this team has what it takes to uh, kind of grow. I mean, it's good that we start with non-con, and then maybe they can put together a nice little run in ACC season, and we'll be talking about a tournament appearance by the Yellow Jackets in the spring because uh, Michelle has done a great job for a long time. She's had a couple deep NIT runs the last few years, and it's it's time for them to break out. There's there's a good team. They've got great recruiting, and there's a good there's good staff. They had like the number seven recruiting class in the nation. Mm-hmm. That is what I said. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I still. I. The thing is, I want. I think that bears repeating because that's unbelievable. Because that's not at all advertised. Oh no, the not at all. Georgia uh, Tech. Yeah. The Georgia Tech athletics hasn't really advertised. It's gone completely under the radar. I think our projected attendance numbers for this weekend are looking at something like eight hundred for the tip on. I think they play Sunday. Sunday at two. If I wanna, if if I'm not mistaken, I think it's two. But I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, it's two p.m. Uh, they play App State. Guys, get out there, support this team. Uh, if you want to see a win, this is a good place to start. On Sundays, uh, there's great deals. Uh, kids are, if not free, they're extremely reduced. They have price. really good giveaways. They've for got students. great giveaways for students. Uh, UGA is coming up, um, not this weekend, but I believe. That's an early. That's early it's, for that game. I, it's coming up soon, but I got some great socks two years ago, so you mm. know I'm. You know I'll be in line uh, soon for this one. Uh, there's a there's a lot to be excited about from what they do in marketing, and I kind of alluded to this um, 
in something I had said. I, I can't remember when I. It was a couple. It's been the last couple of weeks where we've talked about how good of a job that marketing and ideation have done in terms of advertising, oh, graphics, yeah. and really bringing hype back to the athletics program as a whole this season. Oh yeah. Um. I. But I, I put it somewhere pretty well on uh, online uh, somewhere on the site. But uh, what they do there, uh, they've it's it's an unsung job, you know. But like. Whether it's that flyover that they got together, it's the Calvin Johnson bobbleheads, the Amon Chumper bobbleheads last spring. I know I love bobbleheads, and I love Amon Chumper, so I had to throw that in there. But uh, they do a great job of putting together promotions. They've had shakers in the stands for the students every game this year, and that's a that's a nice little improvement. Um, but what you failed to mention, is both of you, is that they have the number seven recruiting class in the nation. This is something that we have to talk about <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> Yeah. If we're going to be taken seriously, Yikes. yeah, but uh, but no, repetition uh, is just great. I, uh, I repetition mean, really drives the point home. I mean, between between us, we're we're a little bit biased because we get to work with them a little bit based just because of what we do as rec club. But, but they uh, do good work. But they do it's great objectively work. good work. It is objective, and I, I hope some of them hear this because they deserve to take a little bit of a bow. Especially, I I remember where I put it. It was the. Uh, the recap of the basketball game because I put in a, a couple notes about live from the Thriller Dome, and if you guys don't, Jay know Jay keeps that forgetting is, to like talk, like thinks he forgets to talk about this uniform reveal, and it, it's been like three weeks. We've talked it, about it every time. It's been like three weeks, but like they did such a good job. I, they did a great job. I hope it, it was a good back. event. It was a good event, but we we've all already there. Actually, I can still talk about it. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just giving you shit. All right, any let's. Any anything else other than oh, about women's basketball? Other than the uh, number seven recruiting class in the nation? Uh, here they have the number seven recruiting class in the nation. Boo. Um, we got off that one well. we got a good addition uh, to the uh, to the assistant staff this year. Uh, our schedule uh, a scheduling guru, and he does a lot of compliance. Um, I haven't seen a lot from that yet, but uh, it's always nice when they get a little bit of uh, of an assistant with Buzz to go with Michelle, who's obviously done pretty consistently excellent job in her time on the flats and when you have good people in your corner i'm excited to see what they do this year sounds like a plan yeah anything else from non land? uh we do we have uh quick hits at uh defense you employed the wow i don't know what that was that looks like a that looks like a netflix ad are you watching netflix while we're recording excuse me from across the table what just happened Hey, all, all I know is that Cade Lawson is no longer fit to lead the Wow. <laughs> I, bo- I moved for a vote of no confidence. <laughs> oh my goodness. Gosh. We now oh, start a minimum uh, 20 minute discussion. Never mind. Uh, that's, that's an esoteric joke. Anyway. I don't think Ethan. Quick hits. That. Come uh, on. Quick, quick hits. hits. Men's tennis. Uh, they had a tournament. Yeah. They did stuff. They did stuff. They won some stuff, but like. It's not a team of Eubankses out there. Um, I uh, I don't know. They're 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 might be another rebuilding year. I I I don't know where they're going. I don't. I didn't get out there, so I can't comment on a lot of the play. But um, yeah, it might be a long. It might be a long spring for the men. Uh, the women look pretty good, but just based on the results, the men haven't had the same success lately. Um, and then volleyball went one and one. They got um. Absolutely shellacked by uh, the vaunted Pittsburgh Panthers, the best team in the conference. Um, Pitt is also like number what eight in the nation. Uh, they, I think they were ten in the 
poll, but they were at least five in RPI when I wrote Yellow Jacket Roundup and, last uh, week. Yeah, they only have one loss. So, uh, yeah, there's Just that. Um, and then Tech beat a awful, awful Virginia Cavaliers team uh, who are 7-17 seven and 17 now. Um, we also did give them a set. We gave them a set. Uh, they took us to extras twice, um, but the two sets we didn't win in extras were 25-17 and 25-20, which are decent margins. I don't know. This this team needs a little bit of growth. Um, I was pretty high on them coming into the year, but you can't do it all as freshmen. Um, Michelle said a couple uh, comments in the press uh, conference today. Michelle, um, not to be confused with uh, Collier, the volleyball coach, but uh, she made a good point about her freshman on the women's basketball team. But, you know, it takes time to grow into uh, grow into the pace of play, grow into just a new environment in college. And I think that it's been a good year of growth for volleyball. Um, I'm not sure if they'll make the tournament because there's no ACC volleyball tournament for them to uh, roll through and win to get a automatic qualifier. But I think uh, they're setting themselves up for su- future success. Uh, they play really, really well at home. Uh, it's not, it's time to grow and take that on the road and hopefully get some good recruits in next year. I think it's, I think we all expected it to be sort of a rebuilding year, but the success of volleyball has been, even, even while it hasn't been, there hasn't been a lot of success. It's still been a pleasant surprise to see how they've, how they've played. They've got 16 wins and they've still got five to four, four to play. It's a winning record. It's a winning record. They can't complain. The winning record. They, they went 13 and 18 last year. They've already got some improvement off of that. I they don't lose a lot. In fact, they only lose Lauren Perking. Um, yeah, yeah. So that's middle blocking. That's uh, that's pretty clutch. I'm I'm interested to see uh, how they recruit, but I'm not at all worried about the I'm staff in charge. And I think uh, Michaela and Mariana are excellent players. So like that would be fun to. I want to say you're grow. returning starters for next year, other than the freshmen. Yeah, I think there's yeah. Coral, Coral Kazarov. She, she won't start. Tip well, I guess start. I guess you're re- returning uh, returning that, seniors. That's, is what I meant. That's an interesting Coral and then Cody. Lexi, Lexi will be a senior, right? Lexi Dorn, or is she a no? She's this year. no. Red she will be a senior. Okay, okay. So so, so three two, seniors. So the two transfers, and uh, I mean, I, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see how the non Mariana non Michaela Dowd types grow over the years because those two those two are the best two players on the team yeah you could say I, I they're think two of the best players they're, the they're two of the best players on the team uh, I want to know what's been up with Sam Knapp all year I think Maddie she's Tippett injured had, again yeah I think Maddie Tippett had a a great year as a freshman as somebody we thought Thank we you. thought Sam Knapp would have three more years of lock on that uh, on that defensive specialist spot but uh, we'll see. Maddie Tippett might have reserved her spot too. Maddie Tippett's played pretty well, uh, but it'll, it'll be interesting to see if we can get some depth and some uh, some good recruits out of this class because they did a great job last year. So now it's time to do it again. Good stuff. Good All stuff right. indeed. So that's it for non-rep land. So let's move on to um, Ethan's favorite football team ever, the uh, University of North Carolina Tar Heels. Uh, yes. Ethan, do you want to start? Chapel Hill. Chapel Hill. It was very pleasant to watch the school I grew up hating take a nice fat L to my new school this weekend, as it was last year. I hope beating UNC becomes an annual tradition. But anyway, it's twice, man. Hey, we're not Texas A&M. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but Tobias Oliver 
was outstanding. I think we can all agree. Mm-hmm. Daquan started, played the first two, two or three, two, two series. series, and then got pulled for Tobias. And we figured at some point that they were going to put Daquan back in since he started and contributed quite a bit. Daquan got a spot start, and we thought he would come back in at some point since he got the start. And usually that means that you're the best quarterback in the coach's opinions at the time of the game. But clearly that wasn't the case last week, and we'll see what they do at the quarterback position this weekend. I think for the court, moving forward, it's going to be, and I, I said this in our writer's room, but it's it's whoever has the hot hand. Like, we can, you're, I bet Paul will start to Quan uh, versus Miami, and if he's, he going, if he's going, if he's going, and uh, yeah, he, he did say that. If he's getting it going and the offense is gelling early on in that game with Taquan in, he's going to leave Taquan in, but I think... If you give Taquan three drives and uh, the yeah, offense is just yeah, we're, and we only get a field goal or we we maybe get one touchdown out of three drives and we're punting and we're just not looking good, then or fumbling again, um, yeah. then uh, Tobias comes in. Cade, what did uh, what do you think about UNC? There's no point in giving him even one drive anymore because we've already seen that he's not the best quarterback we have on the team. Um, it was clear the entire year, and people kept saying that we just. People are going to adjust, and they still haven't. I doubt that any of the opponents we have left on our schedule that aren't called UGA are going to adjust either because they're, they're bad. Even UVA is bad, I think. That's a hot take. That's, that was a, that's a formerly not, ranked that's, UVA. That is no, a that's form- not a hot take Yeah, well, there's a lot of – we'll discuss currently ranked teams that are trash later on. But they're, they're, yeah, UVA is not a good football team. <clears throat> um, we still might lose to them because we're not really either. But they're really not a good football team. But – I mean, the way to go is just to start Tobias, to keep doing what you've done, and if he starts having issues, you can go back to Taquan, who you know what you can get out of um, over and over again, and hope that maybe that'll fix any kind of problem that arises. Which, if there is a problem, then I guess it'll be ball control issues or ball security issues. That has been a recurring theme the last couple of weeks. The fumbleitis is definitely... Uh, well, definitely we didn't fumble against Virginia Tech. It's just been the... The Carolina game, the Duke game, and the Clemson game, we've had serious issues with fumbles, and it just seems like it pops up every few weeks randomly. He's still learning. A lot of his have been on the on the exchange, and um, yeah, he'll iron it out eventually. It's our, expected our to have these issues. Still not keeping two hands on the ball though, and that's, yeah, the, uh, that's yeah. a tenet of playing B back. Is that did they both fumble last week? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just lost one. It'll be interesting to see how, and, and I agree with you, it's going to be interesting to see how teams adjust to Tobias, especially now that the cat, the cat is kind of out of the bag yeah. and they have enough film. Um, like UVA they, and Georgia have enough film to put together on him, and it's going to be interesting to see how they yeah, I mean, the ladder. The amount one. of the one I worry about the most. Yeah, no, definitely. Because you have the combination of athletes and, and a team that plays tough in a rivalry game. And they have, what, UMass or Liberty or something coming UMass. in the week before? UMass. They're just going to roll over and die. You know that they're just going to be practicing for Jack all week. I mean, they've had film on him for a long time, though. They haven't had a ton of film on him, but they've had more than... It's not like he's just some random backup who's played four snaps in a game and then... But you have no to admit knows. that most of his snaps before were in garbage time, and that's not necessarily no, they weren't. super... Before no, the last two no. USF game, he got in oh, some. Right. Other than yeah. Yeah. He got in some in the Clemson game. I know nothing. Remember, he didn't complete a pass until this mean, weekend if you trust Raycom Sports. The entire, Don't trust Raycom Sports, Jesus. The entirety, the entirety of the Louisville and the Bowling Green games were both like continuous garbage time. So, yeah. I mean, they're back. their starters are not good, so their backups are just, it's, there's not a big drop off there. They're just yeah. bad. 
So uh, let's talk about Miami moving forward. Tech is favored by three and a half, so that's like what a half point on top of it's home field. Even three and a half to four is a home field advantage. So we talked a little bit about um, the spot starts uh, and Paul saying that Terquan is going to start, but I want to hear who do you think actually ends up playing most of the game versus Miami, which is at 7 p.m. on ESPN2. Surprising. Cade, why don't you give us a... Well, we already know what your answer is going to be, but... uh, (laughs) I mean, it seems like it'll be Tobias. It's been Tobias for two straight games now. Yeah. Um, Taquan could have played against Virginia Tech. He was dressed to play. And if Tobias had struggled even the tiniest amount, I'm sure he would have played some. But he didn't struggle even the tiniest amount. And then he proceeded to not struggle much at all the next week, although he wasn't as sharp. But, no. I mean, Miami is not as good as people thought they were going to be, which is one of the shocks of the century. (laughs) One of of many. But they're so kind and polite down there. I know. They're they're very kind people. They'll never scream at you or anything like that. Yikes. I, it's because Mark Rick shaved his bad boy goatee. He's clean shaven now. I think. The goatee held all of his power. It really did. It's really sad. It's hard to see a guy decline like that. You oh, hate well. to see it. You do hate to see it. looks too much to like my dad. It freaks me out. That's just weird. <laughs> it is weird. You also just said that on air, which is even weirder. You know, that it was bound to come out at some point. It's okay, Jake. You call Mark Rick daddy. <laughs> oh, my God. No, that's just Paul Johnson, man. <laughs> oh, that's... Wow. Moving on. Stop making us sad. Ethan, who do you think gets the rest of the game? Well, the difference this week from the last couple weeks is going to be that Miami has much more team speed on defense than UNC or Virginia Tech did. And so, despite their struggles on offense this year, they've got several guys who are NFL level on defense. And Tobias has had more success running outside than inside. So I have a feeling what we're going to start to see here, especially from Miami and UGA, two defenses were quite fast is that they're going to start loading up the outside and make Tobias and the B-backs work more inside. So we'll see how uh, the Jackets adjust to that. But I would expect Taquan to play a couple series and then Tobias to get in. And then after that, it just depends on how well Tobias plays. I think on top of that, you talking about the athletes too, when they load up the box, they're also going to force Tech to throw a little bit more. Does somebody say Miami defense? Leave. Stop. Exit. Exit. Stop. They, Miami's had their three linebackers. That I forgot all their names except for Shaq Quarterman, who came in all together as um as um freshmen. And we thought that they would be bad as freshmen, and it turns out they were better at stopping the option than pretty much everybody. Um, and now they're what juniors or seniors, and they're going to continue to be good at that. They forced the, the back-to-back scoop and scores two years ago, right? Oh. Who you're talking about, right? I mean, we oh kind of just like pitched it to them, and they were like, okay. But yeah, that was a rough game. Teams with good linebackers tend to give us more trouble than any other possession on defense. All right, let's see if it's going to be an offensive line game. Yeah, every game, and they've been good the last few weeks. Yeah, Yeah, they have. They saved the Duke game. They've been real good. So, CNN projection. (laughs) (laughs) All right, where we project? All right, give me your projection for this game. I'll go first. I think the line at three and a half is just about right, actually, for Tech. I think these two teams right now with Miami struggles on offense are about even on a neutral field. I'll take the Jackets to win 28-23. I will, uh, yeah, I agree with that. Uh, maybe 27, 24, a little ah, bit, a little okay. bit more. I like points. Yeah. 
if you've ever picked a game with auction, he's going to take what you said and change one of the numbers <laughs> a little bit. He changes them both a little bit. He did. Yeah. Hey, hey, my betting strategy is just to pick the large favorites, okay? Uh, it works like right. mo it works most of the time. Most of the time, it works some of the time. There is a difference. <laughs> you need um, to... Kate's <laughs> been reduced to... This is, I was trying to get another sound bite, but I'm not sure what he's going to say, so let's see what he says. The difference between these two candidates of only... Oh, that, never mind. That wasn't what I wanted. <laughs> All right. Sorry. No hey, we no. said this was an election night special, you know. No Wolf Blitzer for y'all. What a shame. What a shame. I but still want to see the Wolf Blitzer, like, they, like, project the, like, percentage of the vote onto his beard, so that way it goes, like, red or, like, this is, this is, this 2018. Why do we not have a, a live update? Hey, we can have a holographic Tupac that projects the election. Ooh, Tupac. That'll go well. No, how right. that would make me feel. All right, I have a feeling I'm going to play it right here, out. and it's going to say what I want. 50% to 50%. Those are the odds for Georgia Tech and Miami <laughs> this weekend. 50% to 50%. Honestly, though, that kind of worked out pretty well. It's probably going to be, I mean, there's a reason the line is what it is, which is just like home field plus a penny or whatever. And, yeah, I think Miami's going to probably win by three or so. Unless we win by three or so, because, again. 50%. Three million. <laughs> Three million people in the stands will fill for the whiteout, is what he was saying. That's all right, Jake, say. prediction. I'm feeling all the way turned up, man. Come on. We're going to win this game. Georgia Tech by 90. Just kidding. Uh, Georgia Tech by, I'd, I'd give it like a score and a half. I think we're going to win by about 10. I think we're going to win under the bright lights of Bobby Dodd, which we can see from here. Funny. It's not turned um, on right no, now. They're, they're over there. Um, but, uh, but yeah, no, I'm I'm excited for this game. I I do not think that there are many football atmospheres better than Bobby Dodd under the lights at night. In a I, full stadium. In a full stadium. I think that our team is going to come out ready to play. Uh, they re they remember what happened last year in Miami. They're they probably remember what happened two years before. And I think it's 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 time we break that little streak. I think they're going to be ready to play, and I'm very excited to. Uh, to see what we can do and get Mark that Rick win. doesn't have his goatee anymore, so I think this is a time. Did Mark did Mark Rick shave his goatee? We, it's, I can't tell if you're being facetious. Or not. I am totally being facetious. God, it's, it's a callback to the seventh ranked women's basketball recruiting. But class. But did you know that they have a seventh ranked basketball recruiting class? Exactly. Uh, I stroke my goatee out of wonder. For all you listeners, I do in fact have a goatee. I can definitely grow hair out that long. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, no. I'm excited for this game, uh, 7 p.m., Bobby Dodd. ESPN2. Uh, be there or be square. Prime time. Or watch it on ESPN2. I, I recommend both options. Do you I want a shill for the worldwide leader? Yes. Uh, I'm excited for just wants a job. I really do want a job. I would like a job, too. If anybody out there has jobs for us, let us know. <laughs> we are poor college students. So, yeah. Good yes. stuff. Speaking of uh, college sports... Like we do all the time. <laughs> and bad transitions. Bad transitions. Well, basketball. Oh, yeah. Basketball, basketball season is upon us. Uh, as we transition from football and now to basketball. Uh, it's cold outside. They bring out the round balls. That's yeah. happens. Shooty Hoops. Uh, in Shooty Hoops, Tech played Florida, Florida Tech. <laughs> Florida, Florida Tech. State. Not Florida State. Um, Florida Tech in an exhibition game 
the last week. That's the men, and then the women play Coastal Georgia, like Jake was saying yeah. earlier. Uh, but focusing on the men now for a bit, they won, was it 90? It was 87 80, to 36. Yeah. I got to give, give Florida Tech some credit before we start uh, dissecting this. I think uh, I went into that game thinking that they were going to be Florida Tech U. But no, they're Florida Institute of Technology, and that's pretty special. So good for them. They're fit. Yeah, they're fit. Unlike their team. Get. Yeah, they're... Uh, for the record, they did lead uh, 20, or no, not even 20. It was 14 to 12 at one point, and that score stuck around way too long. It, it, it took us a long time to heat up uh, against this uh, motley band of YMCA gym rats. But, uh... Oof. All right, they're D2. Give start, them some We started credit. jumping the lanes. Khalid Moore can jump, by the way. Khalid. Speaking Khalid, sorry. Um, at least seen it written. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I, I'm i excited. Once we started playing a more aggressive, more physical game, I think that uh, that we started to shine. Obviously, we went on like a 36-3 and run. Like, that's, that's some better basketball than losing 14-12. Yeah. Yep. And so, to get into a little bit deeper, our first team came out, looked a little nervous. New season, first game, few jitters. They weren't great their first series, and then uh, Pastor went to the bench, brought in the two freshmen who were dressed in Khalid Moore and Christian Showland, and brought in uh, Sylvester Ogbonda inside. Also brought in Brandon Alston, and I can't remember who the other guard he brought in was on the perimeter. Right. But... No, no, he didn't come in until garbage time. But at any rate, he brought in the second unit, and they struggled for a while too, and that's how we ended up with the 14-12 to 12 score. Then the first team went back in, the three started falling, though, and that was probably the most refreshing uh, element of this game was that we have guys who can hit threes this year, and this was without Mike DeVoe even playing. And you got Jose Alvarado, Shimbari Phillips, you got Christian Sholand, you got Brandon Alston. All guys, yeah, and Curtis Haywood, too. All guys who can knock down threes almost at will. I think we're going to spread the floor a little more this year and uh, play more out of the low post with the bigs instead of the high post since we don't have lammers up there to facilitate anymore. I think you're going to see a lot more drive and kick, trying to get open threes and driving lanes for guards. And I think that that'll go well with the personnel that we have this year. So I'm excited. I was glad to see... Very good defensive effort, despite uh, Florida Tech getting a few too many opportunities at the free throw line. They could not convert them and only put up 36 points. So anytime you only give up 36 points, that's a successful day on defense. I love the quest yeah. for 40. Yeah. Sixth man of the year of the game definitely goes to that West basket for blocking all them free throws by Florida Tech. They um, had to be about 5 for 20. That was not a good free throw shooting game. Yeah, no, but uh, to be expect them to be elite at shooting free throws, probably not. Um, yeah, no, there's a, there's a lot of shots. They had the, it, uh, wedged in the basket. Um, a wedgie. Yeah. Um, good times. Um, yeah. Yeah, we have very little ability to throw stones at people who can't shoot free throws. After, not, not this year actually, but the Brian Gregory times were fun for free throws. We're going to be a lot better from the line this year. We only have a couple guys who are... Check. Inconsistent. Did we I'm, shoot Every time Todrick Jackson would go to the line, I would... Prepare myself for missing both free throws and be pleasantly surprised if we made one and ecstatic if we made two. I found a great quote online. Um, I think Sholjan had... How do you say his name? Sholan. Sholan. 
had a nice shot and our shooting from three-point land looked way better than it had. Uh, I'm comfortable with them taking that volume uh, with uh, Sholin, Alston, and the rest looking good from far out. That, I don't know, that's a, that's a nice change. If you can get three points on a possession more reliably, we I think our volume was... I think we took 20 or 25, and we, we were took 26. 26, and we were somewhere around 35%, which is very solid. But I think even more than that, if you're an ACC college basketball team and you don't have guys who can knock down shots, what's going to happen is you're going to get a packed-in 2-3 zone every time you play. You're going to get man-to-man defenses where the guys on the other side of the court are going to be split-lined, even with the basket, because they don't believe you can knock down threes. And that, that killed Lammers last year, because once they knew – what you're going to get from Ben and, I guess, Josh, too. Like, they pack the middle. They get on Ben, who's injured, hobbled most of the year. If we can spread out that defense, then that makes that shot even better from yep. the inside. Yep. Cool. Good stuff. The The only thing that I have to add, because you all sliced and diced the analysis here, is that it is an exhibition, so I don't know how much you could take away from playing a lesser opponent, but for my untrained eye, jackets look good. Definitely... Yeah. It it took a took a couple minutes to get going, but once they got going, things looked fine. All we were, three strings looked fine. Yeah, we were pretty vanilla on both offense and defense. We only played man in our two three zone on defense. Didn't go into anything more than that on offense. We didn't run any of our sets that they're going to wait to bring out for the games against Northwestern, Georgia, and so on in the non conference schedule. I'm uh, interested to see. Uh, if they can keep up some like it seemed like our fortunes changed when our our defensive aggressiveness and our our play off the ball kind of got more more inspired you know like i'm if they can keep that up and carry that over into some of these bigger games then you can hang around mm-hmm. you're forcing those turnovers we out rebounded them on both ends of the floor those are those are good places to start those are intangibles those are hard to yeah, forcing turnovers and yeah. not committing them are going to be very important for this team. And once again, it's when you have the ability to spread the, the well, you know? when you have the ability to spread the court like they do now, yeah. opens up more driving lanes and more passing lanes, fewer turnovers. That's yeah. fair. It's gonna be a it's gonna be an interesting year. It's an, I would say it's gonna be another rebuilding year, but uh, I think it's still gonna be pretty pretty fun to watch Georgia Tech basketball team. Yeah. yeah. Cool. I mean, a full, a full, a full house in McCamish is a full house in McCamish. That's that's an electric atmosphere. I don't care who you're playing or what your situation is. It's fun to be a part of. So come watch some fun basketball, young kids. It's also better when Duke fans don't sit in our student section, which is hopefully going to be enforced this year thanks to marketing and ticketing. Good, Good stuff. job, guys. Love to see it. Love to see it. All right, Jake, you have a couple of. Looking aheads here that you wanted to dissect. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, two shots uh, at uh, some non-rev sports. Looking ahead, we got cross-country NCAA South Regionals this weekend. A little bit disappointing a couple weeks ago up in Boston for the women who had been ranked top 25 most of the fall. Um, they got 7th in the conference, and the men got 11th. Uh, but they were both in the thick of that middle, middle kind of chunk. It's interesting to see the women. They took a huge step forward this year. And the men... Even without Nahum Solomon, uh, looked better than I expected on the season. Um, but yeah, no, with them in Tallahassee instead of all the way up in Boston, maybe they'll they'll run their race a little bit more. I know uh, head coach had kind of implied that you know they're a little bit off, and it's probably a fair thing to say. Uh, but uh, it'll be uh, it'll be cool to see what they can do down in Tallahassee. But the more important one oh, is God. that the ACC Big Ten Swimming Challenge is coming up this weekend. And if you've never heard of that, it's because it's brand new. Uh, they took 
between six and two people from each gender, from each team, and uh, in all the Big Ten swimming schools and all the ACC swimming schools, and sent them to West Lafayette. Uh, it'll be Saturday and Sunday. Uh, it's a lot of Olympians in the same pool. It's a lot of national teamers. It's a lot of basically excellence. It's races for our top three men and our top three women, and each of our top divers uh, competition that they don't get to see a lot all in one place from uh, 26 other schools, something like that. Um, so that's exciting. It's got 14 Big Ten, uh, 14. Not all of them swim, though. There's only 12 swimming and diving ACC schools. and Ooh, less, less than had it. Uh, Clemson just cut theirs, uh, so shout out Clemson. Uh, all that we, money is going towards football, we, I bet. We know they're super poor. Uh, they actually just renovated uh, tennis, and they're building a new softball stadium because they cut swimming to uh, have talk about Talk about poor athletic program <coughs> investment. Hmm. It's almost Sad. like their uh, their uh, AD is a familiar face, but we don't have to get into that. It'll be uh, cutting it'll be sports a good for weekend. facilities. We if, don't do that. If you want to uh, take a look, it's on Big Ten Network. Uh, I don't know if we'll do uh, place well, all the best, but it'll be good to see Iris and Kyle and uh, good competition and in good competition because mm-hmm. it, it's and it's it's good to see that uh, Courtney Sheely Hart took our schedule. Kind of stepped it up this year. I was really mad when I saw UGA wasn't on the schedule. But we're not swimming against mm. D2 teams. We're not swimming against D3 teams this well, year. Well, we did swim against SCAD, so we can't really... SCAD's like... I think that's like a pity me. And Delta State. No Delta State this year. Like no me. Emory either, which is what I'm saying. Mm. So Fair there was right. SCAD, but it was part of a bigger meet. So I'll, I'll take it. The scheduling got a little bit better this year. It sucks not to see UGA on it because they're great, but good swims are going to be good for the end of the year. So it's a, it's a, it's a good weekend for non-rev sport. Quality competition. competition is competition. You know, they can uh, go to the CFP and count it as a quality loss. You know, oh, they yeah. do if, if they don't place. Yeah, I'm sure Rodrigo and Iris and Emily will be walking right up to uh, the swimming championship playoff bracket people. Um, Shout out Todd. He's on the CFP. He is. Good job, Todd. That's good. No UGA in the playoff this week. Never number five. Sad. Outside looking in. I hope he gave him zero votes. Wouldn't have it any other way. All right. right. Anything else? uh, Other than that, all I got to say for looking ahead, basketball plays its home opener versus Lamar on Friday. So uh, why not make it a three-day affair on campus? You can hit basketball on Friday. You can hit football on on Saturday. Then you can hit volleyball on Sunday. And women's basketball right after volleyball. Back-to-back 12 and – or 1 and 2 volleyball. Might go a little long into women's basketball, but if you're on the flats, it's an affordable way to spend a lot of sports weekend. I know four for four. Tell us if you made it. We'd actually be pretty interested. Yeah, yeah. We'll probably do it. Shout out shout out one of us. Uh, we'll be at all of them. We love to talk sports. So uh, go Jackets. Yeah, cool all stuff. Right. All right. Uh, you want to get into the picks? Uh, were you going to shout out that uh, the athletic? Yes. Article, so uh, if we haven't you know, propagandized already... Uh, all four of us are members of the Ramblin' Rec Club on campus, which is the prime caretaker of the Ramblin' Rec car mascot. Yep. Uh, yeah, so t- caretaker, prime caretaker, same thing. Um, and the athletic, uh, or the yeah. Corey McElhaney, McElhaney yeah, uh, from the athletic, wrote a awesome piece about the rec and its tradition. Uh, that featured uh, Jake here and a couple more rec club members talking about the tradition of the rec. Um, and Four semester members. 
Yeah, four <laughs> semester and not totally not uh, football chair, Mr. Jake Grant. Uh, but yeah, she talked chair. a lot. She talked a lot about the tradition of the rec, um, the role of the club, uh, and the importance of the rec on campus. So if you're interested in reading a lot more about tech traditions, I highly recommend it. And I also, uh, not sponsored, but I do recommend The Athletic as a subscription. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff from, I think it's Chris Kirshner, uh, who's the Georgia Tech writer. He's pumping out a lot of great stuff about you're tech. directing them away from our website? Um you can read it as a supplement to all of your analysis on from the rumble seat. But yes, I do recommend the uh, the. Yeah. See, I'm o- I'm over here trying to burn the white and gold to the ground, but uh, Akshay is over here shilling for the athletics. So uh, we're gonna rattle off these picks or what? Yeah, we'll rattle them off. Uh, but yes, uh, last note: do read the athletic and that article. Oh boy. What do you have in Akshay's store today? choice. Go. <laughs> no, wait, 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 wait. Ethan, Ethan, you didn't pick a game no. last week because you weren't no. here, but this week... Ethan's choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this week we got Michigan and Rutgers up in the Big Ten. A combined nine wins and nine losses among them, just that one has eight of those wins and the other has one of those wins. And the line <laughs> this weekend is Michigan by 39 and a half and the over-under sitting at 49 as we speak, which means an implied score of 44 to 5. <laughs> I'm not sure I've ever seen a Power 5 team projected to score five points. It is Rutgers. Rutgers really doesn't They count. really suck. Oh, my Big Ten. I'm going to take Rutgers out of pity and hope they cover that 39 and a half and score more than five points. See, Ethan said this to me last week about Louisville versus Clemson, <laughs> and he chastised me for picking Clemson and, and the points. Yeah. Um, so we'll see how this one works Just out for you. Just a pick then, even though they won. <laughs> Good teams win. Great, great Rutgers covers. covers. <laughs> great Rutgers covers. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't call Rutgers Oof. great by any stretch of the imagination. I do not know what they were thinking in in the Big Ten headquarters when they were like media market. Rutgers, that's a great decision. That's media market. It was one hundred percent the NY media market. Hey man, they their their headquarters is in a town run by the mob. What do you expect? Boo. They're going for that money. All right, Mr. Lawson. Mr. Lawson. My choice. <laughs> okay. I forgot what game I picked. Oh, no. Oh, I still can't see it. Number 23, Virginia. Wait, that's from like... Yeah, that's from that's last, last week. week. Oh. You lost on that one. Oh, I was... Uh, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, I was wrong about that, I guess. Um, But my new one is my next overrated team of the week, which is Boston College. Let me... Let's talk about Boston College real quick. Do we have to? Let's they suck. This. Guys being God, Boston College is secretly good, and you're just wrong. They're just guys being dudes. Steve Adazio's choice, guys being dudes. They're just Boston guys College being is secretly dudes. secretly good, and you taking no, Clemson on this is trash. They're not. They're not secretly good. The lady who sent me a mean email needs to know that they're not secretly good, Patricia. They're terrible, <laughs> and they're going to lose terribly to a better team because they're bad. That's how that works. The spread on that game is Clemson by twenty. Who cares? It doesn't matter if it's Clemson by a thousand. They're just bad. They'll lose by a thousand. Boston College is secretly good. Uh, Boston College fans, I empathize with you. Um, Cade kind of sucks. They're no, just guys Boston being College dudes. Kind of sucks. They're I just guys, guys being dudes. Overrated. Thank you. Two to three. Wait. That two, to two of three. <laughs> two of three. Yes. Wow. Yeah. You you really two blew that three. one. God. Anyway, Mr. Grant. Hi. 
Stop. <laughs> Jake's choice. Jake's choice. Uh, I am taking uh, the UNC Duke game uh, for the victory bell. Uh, it's going to be a tough fight, and it's going to be tough to see who uh, who wants this one less. Because I don't like either of these teams. Uh, they're snobby, and they're mean, and they're coached by Mr. Magoo and the best brain best brain doctor in the world, Larry Fedora. So, uh, Wallace Wade Stadium, a glorified high school... Uh, wait, wait, wait. Hit. This isn't in basketball? I was going to talk about Zion Williamson. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> See, what, what, what's going to happen is Daniel Jones is going to set up that kicker, right? From about... How far out's the three-point line? What? <laughs> you're you're I, the basketball I, person. I am the basketball person, but I forget this stuff sometimes. Ooh. I'm a swimmer at heart. Um... But yeah, no. It'll probably come down to about three points. So I'm going to take UNC on the UNC Duke call. The line's at negative seven. Uh, so, I don't know. That's a weird game. It, it's been a weird year for both I, of those teams. It's been a weird year for the Coastal in general. The, the UNC hasn't been that far out of most of the games they've lost. Duke, I, I don't like Duke. I don't think that their scheme is anything special. I don't think anything they do is all that great. I'm sorry if you like Duke out there. I know, Cade, you were pretty high on Duke coming into the year. And to your credit, Duke beat us, which I said they absolutely wouldn't do. But uh, but that said, uh, it's going to be it's gonna be a struggle for the victory bell, and I think it's going to be a lot of bad football up in Durham, and uh, whoever gets to paint the, the bottom of the bell, their color of blue, is going to have they're also both really just yeah. bad shades of blue. Navy is objectively better than Carolina blue or Duke blue. And it's an White accent and gold color. are better than navy. There we go. Accent color. Yeah, there you go. Accent color. All right. So, you're really going to keep doing this? Actually, choice. God, I hate you. It sounds like that little like riff they do in GarageBand, you know, where you can like put it in. It's like, here's our fake news article. Yes, that's yeah. exactly what it sounds like. Also, woof. Um, so, <laughs> fake news. I in the, uh, it's the ten year anniversary of Michael Crabtree absolutely saucing the Texas defense uh, to steal a victory. I think it was at. Nope, deep. it was at home. Oh, okay. Fifty six thousand people in uh, AT and T Stadium out in Lubbock. It's called AT&T Stadium? Something like that. It's. I thought it was like Red Raider Stadium or something, or Lubbock nah, Stadium. sold out. Boo. All right. So, it's it, the... wasn't, it wasn't a complete saucing. Texas was winning and with a minute and 29 seconds he left. He sauced them. Michael Col- Crabtree sauced them. Colt McCoy drove them down, and that game destroyed Colt McCoy's Heisman chances. Sorry, I liked Colt McCoy. Just putting I, that out there. For the record, I did like Colt McCoy, and my pick in this game is Texas by, uh, by two points, by the way. But... Colt McCoy was never the same after that 2009 national title game. That completely ruined him as a as a quarterback in general. That's fair. I I, I don't know. I I wouldn't call that game a complete saucing. It was it was a one possession game. I wasn't saying that he sauced them the entire game. I'm just saying that catch was pretty good. It was a good catch. I'll give you that. Yeah. So Michael Crabtree, happy 10 year anniversary, and also uh, Longhorns by two. They are uh, they've moved up in the polls, I think. It but was, uh, it was a thirty-nine to thirty-three game played at Jones AT and T Stadium in Lubbock, Texas, with Musburger and Herb Street on the call. 
Wow. That was a lot more detail than I really wanted. Thank you, Wikipedia, for telling us dumb crap that we didn't need to know. Did you get your pick right last week? I, uh... <laughs> Did you? Fresno State. <laughs> Why you do this? Oh, boy. I didn't even know if you did or not. I, I have no idea. Let's find out, shall we? Fresno State versus UNLV. You are looking live at a very confused doc show. I didn't prepare properly. It's on me. Ooh, I did get it right. So give me that celebratory. Don't play that sound again. <laughs> give me something celebratory. <laughs> All right. Fresno State. Christ. I was supposed to be happy screaming. So, Fresno State, number 20 Fresno State was favored by 25 points versus UNLV. Uh, noted UNLV that is uh, going to be playing in the Raiders' new palace out on the Strip in Vegas. Um, they beat, or Fresno State beat UNLV by uh, 45. Yikes. UNLV is bad. Weren't they decent for a while, or was that basketball? I'm so... Basketball. That's what I thought. UNLV is a basketball school. Which is weird to think about, but Las Vegas doesn't deserve professional sports. And yet, here we are. They have two. Well, they have one right now. They gave my Cubs Chris Bryant, and that's okay. And they might give him Bryce Harper, too. Don't you dare. What? (laughs) Rams owner Stan Kroenke's choice. Moving away from wherever they were before. St. Louis. That's uh, Stan Kroenke on his giant piles of money. Also, Stan Kroenke is the owner of the Rams, not the Raiders, so you're both... I said Rams. Over. Yeah, yeah, but that doesn't matter. The Rams aren't the ones moving to Vegas. They already you moved! Said LA. I thought you said LA. I said Las Vegas. Boo. Same thing. Not Who my cares? site manager. Both places are... Big high. news, Akshay. Yeah. yeah, so we got a lot of stuff going on on the flats this weekend, so make sure you check it out. Uh if you end up doing the four-game special that we talked about earlier, let us know. It's going to be a bunch of fun. And, uh, yeah, for these two other idiots on the air. We lost Ethan. Yeah, we lost Ethan. Rip. We're in the old civil engineering building. He's just one of the ghosts now. I mean, he's probably gotten elected as a House representative in, in North Carolina. He got, like, what, one write-in vote? Do you say? At least one. one. Yeah. North Carolina's choice. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going to say. But, uh, yeah, for these two other idiots and uh, the new North Carolina House representative, this has been uh, Signs of the Southland, and we will see you next time on The Flats. Peace out. Oh,